Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. It's nice to see you all here, and I would like to begin by acknowledging Agza Ghana Yutunga Uindi. Agza stands on Ghana land. My name is Elle Freak. I'm the Associate Curator of Australian Paintings and Sculpture here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. It's also my privilege to be the curator of this exhibition, Dushan and Voita Marek's Realists at Sea. So, as many of you are probably already well aware, this is the first major survey exhibition of Dushan and Voyager's work. It's also the Czechborn brothers' first joint exhibition since 1949, making it over 70 years since they've had their own exhibition together. It has been a long time in the making, long overdue, but also, I think, quite perfectly timed for now. So, as you know, we're looking at two artists, brothers, Czechoslovakian born, who came to Australia in late 1948. And that first exhibition that they held together in 1949 in Adelaide, it was held next door at Adelaide University, that was met with a mix of um, responses from critics that was met with puzzlement, praise, as well as censorship. And Dushan's double-sided painting that you would have seen as you first came down the stairs, titled Equator on One Side and Perpetuum Mobile on the Other, that work was removed from display when Dushan attempted to include it in the seventh annual exhibition of the Contemporary Art Society here in South Australia. It was removed from display on the grounds of obscenity and apparently also due to the kind of makeshift nature of the support and the frame. And of course, we know that Dushan painted that on the ship's gaming table, stripped of its felt covering, working on both the front and, and the reverse. So one of the questions I've been asked the most, of course, is why was that work removed from display? And also, what was it that really made audiences hesitant to accept Dushan and Boyce's work during those early years? Was Australia aware of surrealism? Was surrealism already here in Adelaide at that time in 1948? Or did the brothers really introduce that modern movement to audiences? So I'm gonna focus my entire talk today to try to, try to answer those questions. I will kind of warn you that the answers include many complexities and contradictions, um, as is the case across the world. Modernism here in Adelaide did not move steadily in one direction. It went forwards, it went backwards, it went sideways. And of course, the Second World War was a major factor in um, what really unfolded here locally. So Dushan and Voiter, it's important to note, they were 22 and 29 when they arrived here in Adelaide. They decided to leave Czechoslovakia after the communist takeover in February 1948. They made that decision in March, so very soon after. And they spent most of 1948 journeying here to Australia and those early works that were included in their first exhibitions in Australia, most of them were made on that journey to Australia at sea and, and on land in the Dillenburg Displaced Persons Camp, on board the SS Charlton Sovereign, and then later when they were here in Adelaide um, during those first few years that they were here together. 
They lived together in Kent Town in a shared home with Dushan's then wife, Helena, who he met on the sea journey, and also Voita with his wife, Vera. Voita and Vera fell in love in Prague and then were married here in Adelaide and had two young children, Olga Sankey and Ivan Marek. And Olga, of course, is a practicing artist and her work is on display upstairs. So we have two young artists here in Adelaide in 1948, in December 1948, and they were already devoted to the cause of modern art. So in Prague, they had exhibited their work. They had both studied at the UMPRUM, so the Academy of Arts, Architecture and Design in Prague, which was really progressive. They were, through that art school, connected to the Czech avant-garde. An artist called Toyin, I'm not sure if you're aware of her, a Czech surrealist, Toyin's work was of interest to the artist and Dushan later corresponded with Toyin when he was in New Guinea. So they were really, they really identify with modern art and in particular surrealism. And so you've probably read it on the wall text already that Dushan had declared himself a surrealist at the age of 14, so in 1940. The only artist in Australia that um, can really be connected to surrealism in such a defiant way was James Gleeson. And James Gleeson went one step further and he said he was born a surrealist. So there really, there are other artists in Australian art that I'll mention who were influenced by surrealism. There were certainly local artists like James Kant and Ivor Francis who were interested in surrealism's ideas and its kind of mood and methods, but no other artists really other than Duchamp and James Gleeson held on to surrealism as a way of seeing and, and thinking about the world for their entire lives. So for Duchamp, this was a commitment um, for his entire life and it informs his works throughout this exhibition. So we have two young artists here in Adelaide. They've come from Prague. And as you can imagine, Adelaide was very different to Prague. Voita's um, wife, Vera, said that when they arrived in Adelaide, she couldn't believe it was the capital um, city of a state. She was shocked. Um, not only was its architecture different and probably not as developed as in Prague, well, certainly not, but also the arts community was, there was an element of conservatism here in the arts community at that time. But I was interested to learn that, you know, it really wasn't always the case. And surrealism was already known here in Adelaide before the brothers arrived. So surrealism was discussed in newspapers throughout the 1930s, particularly from 1936. So in 1936, there was the International Exhibition of Surrealism held in London. And that was reported in local newspapers here in Adelaide frequently. And actually, if you've got the publication for this exhibition, you'll notice I have a little footnote in my essay in the book, and I've listed several articles from Adelaide around that time that talk about surrealism. Some of my favourite article headlines was surrealist art nonsense question mark, art or, art or nonsense surrealism. And then another one was um, something like uh, surrealists could just use a cabbage. Um, they reported on the Surrealist exhibition and how Dali was wearing a deep sea scuba diving costume when he was at the exhibition and how, he, I don't know if everyone knows the story, but they realised he couldn't breathe and he had to be rescued from the suit. But the ideas of surrealism were certainly known here in Adelaide as they were across Australia. However, it was always a kind of divisive topic. I think it's fair to say that surrealism was the most divisive topic of modernism in Australia, and that 
perhaps hasn't even changed. Certainly touring people through this exhibition and getting the question, what is surrealism every time? It makes me realise that all these decades later, it's still something that's hard to pin down. And of course, that was, that was the intention. So in Prague, there was a surrealist group formed in 1934. This was actually the second surrealist group to form after the international surrealist group formed in France through um, poet André Breton. So Prague really was kind of the second centre of surrealism internationally, and Voiter and Duchamp were, were right there, as I've mentioned. Breton even visited Prague a year after the formation of the Czech surrealist group in 1935. So Duchamp and Boyter here in Adelaide were aware of Breton, they were aware of Freud's theories, the work of Jung, and they were committed to the cause, as I said, of modern art. They quickly became known as the Czech Surrealist Brothers. So another layer to their interpretation here in Adelaide is a consideration of that identity that was attached to them as migrant artists and as Czech-born brothers. And actually some of the early reviews of their work are very revealing in that one review says, if you don't quite understand their work, that's okay because it relates to their country, not ours. But I think as you move through the exhibition, hopefully you can see that Dushan and Voiter were exploring universal ideas. I think for them, surrealism was a way of expressing hidden inner truths and those kind of intangible emotions and feelings that guide us through the world. Certainly for Duchamp, surrealism was a revolutionary movement and it did inform his entire being. One of the joys that I had working on this exhibition was of course going through all those early articles but also reading the artist's journals and notebooks and um, we had many of them translated from Czech to English for this exhibition so even the family got to know a little bit more that we didn't know before and I was so thrilled when I came across a page in Voiter's notebook that he had here in Adelaide in the early 1950s and he put at the top of the page, what is surrealism? Because of course the brothers were being asked that a lot. And um, Voiter said, surrealism is something almost physical that can turn the artist inside out. And in another passage he said, surrealism is seeing not only with eyes in eye holes, but new eyes in knees, in throat, in palms. So again, for Voiter and for Duchamp, it was a way of getting the inside out and a kind of way of negotiating really what were very troubling years for both of them and a way of kind of navigating all those absurdities of the world around them. Because we have to remember Duchamp and Voiter's life was influenced by German occupation and war in Czechoslovakia and of course the communist takeover and then as I said many many months in displaced persons camps and really isolated at sea on their on their way to a new life that they knew very little about. So <laughs> I'm answering the questions of what what was surrealism to Dushan and Voiter? Also, why were they kind of misunderstood during those early days? And then also, was surrealism present here in Australia? And so in doing that, I usually reference Ivor Francis. So Ivor Francis here in Adelaide was influenced by surrealism, um, but he himself even said that it was just a phase in his work and that he never really identified with it beyond the kind of fad, I guess, of it at the time. 
There was, however, a local poet that I must mention, and that is Max Harris. So I'm sure many of you are aware of the local story of Max Harris at the age of 18, along with three other poets, establishing the art and literary journal Angry Penguins. So they were here at Adelaide University, where actually there was rich discussion about modernism at that time. This is in 1940 and they produced this magazine that really had wide appeal across Australia. And really at the heart of Angry Penguins, the magazine was surrealist ideas, poetry, and eventually works of art. But Harris, unfortunately, was caught up in a controversy, the controversy of the Urn Malley affair. So in 1944, two poets, conservative poets, submitted some poems that they said were by this fictitious poet, Ern Malley, and then it was discovered that they had made up the poems themselves as an act of trying to really show how modernism, how they would kind of believe anything to be art, how modernists would believe anything to be art, even deliberately constructed, you know, nonsense, which was what it was for those two poets. Harris was um, at the centre of a police trial surrounding the public publishing of those poems and he really didn't produce a lot of work after that moment. Um, it took some years before he would re-enter the field of creative writing and produce poetry again. So when Dushan and Voiter arrived just a few years later, so that was 1944, they arrived in 1948, I think there was still a kind of air of conservatism here in Adelaide and also a hesitancy towards modern art. I think that moment changed things a little bit, as well as, of course, all of the effects of the Second World War. So just as Harris was accused of publishing obscene poetry, Dushan and Voiter were accused of exhibiting obscene art, and they really had to justify their work to audiences. I'm standing here because there's a poem to my right that Dushan decided to publish in an Adelaide newspaper in response to some of the controversy. So he purchased advertising space in the advertiser and had this poem printed. It was printed among other normal ads, commercial ads for cars or washing machines. And he says that art cannot speak through nice social forms. It must not fear to speak plainly. Man is not privacy. Break the mirror which changes your sides. Empty yourself to see what you are. And for those of you who've been looking at the exhibition closely, you'll see that this poem is an extension of an inscription on the front of Equator, the painting that was at the centre of controversy. And actually, the mirror is used as a device, a conceptual and physical device, in many of the artist's works and in this exhibition. So the work at the very centre of this space on the mirrored wall, titled Gravitation, The Return of Christ, here in 1949, Dushan has actually placed a mirror inside the painting. So when you're standing in front of the painting, you as the viewer are very physically placed into the work. And in this case, you're held adrift on a small boat on these kind of rolling oceans and you're heading towards a kind of strange land, possibly much like Dushan and Voyager were when they were coming to Australia. And in this case, um, as in many of the artist's works, we see the ocean as this site of, of death as well as birth and as liberation and certainly as a site of transformation. And so the sea as a great surrealist subject um, influenced both artists and it is a device, a subject that I've used throughout the exhibition.
I also just wanted to quickly mention that the brothers' criticism towards their work was not just received here in Adelaide. And Dushan decided to leave Adelaide. He moved to Tasmania and then Sydney. And in Sydney, he held his first solo exhibition at, the, at a new gallery, which was called the Matt Gallery. And this little room behind me is a, my attempt to restage that solo exhibition. So this space has been inspired by all of those reviews of the Matt Gallery exhibition. Apparently, Dushan went to Sydney because he thought that they would be much um, more broad in their minds, in their minds than in Adelaide. He thought that in Sydney he would finally find the right audience for his work. However, Sydney were also puzzled, and one article just listed all the different responses to the Surrealist exhibition, including responses like powerful, and then another one said inane. And so Dushan, again, he responded to his critics and he said a quote that I love mentioning. He said that people look vainly for symbols and meaning. Nothing is there, yet everything is present. And that quote is very similar to a quote I came across by René Magritte, who was Dushan's favourite international surrealist. And he said that those who look for symbolism fail to see the inherent poetry and mystery of the image. So for me, surrealism and certainly Dushan and Voiter's relationship with surrealism began for me to be kind of really an exploration of the very poetry and mysteries um, of the world, of the mysteries of the human heart and the mind. I'll just mention that in that exhibition behind me, I have taken inspiration from one particular description which said that it was a surrealist environment made up of six ticking clocks, a tinkling music box, black drapes and maybe burning incense. And so I've included six clocks, not ticking right now, um, and a music box which we located in a private collection. The original music box is on the table and we've recorded its sound. So when you move through in a few moments, you'll hear, hear that sound. I think Dushan in particular was very inspired by music and both artists were interested in expressing, as I said, the intangible. And um, even Voita explained his early drawings as a kind of translation of feeling into visual form. And um, I just wanted to highlight two drawings in particular by Voita, which were made in this early period. And um, they're just on the wall to my left. One is called Poetry and another one is called Mood. And they were actually highlighted in his first solo exhibition, which was here in Adelaide in 1952. He had another exhibition in, in 1953, and he actually held that at a new gallery, which was called The New Gallery, and Voita was actually the director of that gallery. So Dushan and Voita spent those early years promoting their work as well as trying to find opportunities for other local artists to exhibit their work. They also had their own jewellery business called Marco, which I knew nothing about until I started this project. Um, so really those early years, as much as they were dealing with some rejection, they also had an incredible prolific period making their work and really setting themselves on a path for very long careers. So I might leave it there, but hopefully I've kind of been able to answer 
the questions of, I'll, I'll go back to them. So was surrealism present already in Australia? Yes, it, it certainly was. The contemporary art societies that were developed in Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide, many of those first exhibitions included works influenced by surrealism. Even artists like Peter Perv Smith, they were in London when the international exhibition was held in 1936. And um, other artists here like Eric Thake were certainly influenced by surrealism. James Gleeson, as I already mentioned. The work of Da Lee was actually exhibited here at the Art Gallery of South Australia in 1939. And interestingly, it was received with optimism. But Dushan Avoyta's work, I think, was different. Gleason, James Gleason actually reviewed this Matt Gallery exhibition uh, in 1953, and he criticised Dushan for his technical skills. He said, while he obviously had a vivid imagination, he was lacking the technical skills. And of course, Gleason and Dali were really admired for their precise realism which allowed us to kind of have this sense of the familiar in their work while at the same time getting a sense of, of the unknown and, and the disturbing. But Dushan and Voiter were interested in a different form of surrealism, I think that's clear, and they were heavily influenced by Czech surrealism, probably going into way too much detail, you just should read the book, um, but Czech surrealism was quite different to other forms of surrealism because it was influenced by the ideas of poetry, of the erotic, of really a liberation from the politics that was, was kind of really dictating many artists' work. And Czech surrealism had a precursor called Czech poetism. And poetism, as, as the word suggests, put poetry at the centre of everything and was very much a literary movement that then turned into visual art. So artists like Toyin, who I already mentioned, and then other Czech avant-garde individuals like Karol Tiki, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, he was of influence to Dushan and Voiter, and in fact it was um, Tiki who said that sight was something that could think and feel, and I think again that gets us quite close to understanding Dushan and Voiter's perspective. So, are there any questions? James Gleeson um, was an Australian artist who was, as I said, he identified with surrealism from birth, apparently. <laughs> and for him, it was a way of, you know, similar to Dushan Avoyta, accessing a realm beyond the surface appearance of things. So his works are, are very real, like realistic in, in their depiction, a lot of realism, but usually they're very fluid landscapes with little, sometimes tiny figures emerged within them. I don't think we've got any works up right now, but certainly he's a well-known artist that you could look up. I think I'll just take this opportunity then, because this is my last public talk, just to thank everyone for coming in and, of course, the audience for um, such wonderful feedback throughout the process of staging this exhibition. You know, we've come a long way from 1948 in our understanding of Dushan and Voiter's work and in our willingness to really go there with them. I also want to thank the Art Gallery of South Australia and all of its staff for putting this together, but in particular the 34 lenders who have given up their works for this exhibition and, um, of course, the family. So, again, Voiter's children in particular, Olga Senki and Ivan Marek. And if you have time, please do look at Olga's work upstairs in the atrium. Okay, thank you.